listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones, backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome to Indiana Jones in Character. That's right, baby. The most, have, con- the most consistent show on Neo's ass. Damn right. We actually took off... How long were we off? Six years? <laughs> About that, yeah. We took off six years to get ready for these episodes, alright? Well, how long of a distance was there between uh, Last Crusade and Crystal Skull? That's how long we took off. We're just staying true to the format of the, of the saga. But are you, are you saying that these episodes that are out now... Are, are horrible because <laughs> yeah is this the crystal skull of episodes these are crystal skull quality episodes definitely and and this episode i, I don't i'm going in stevie wonder i, I don't i don't know <laughs> i like that's your that's a great adjective you went full stevie wonder on me man <laughs> why do i say stevie wonder and not like ray charles Horse is blind. I don't know. Stevie Wonder's your go-to blind guy, I guess. Helen Keller, she was blind and, and deaf, right? Yeah. Jose Feliciano. Who's that? Singer. Um, who's that? Is it he? What's it? Is Feliz, he, Feliz Navidad. Is that what he sings? <laughs> is he? Who's that opera singer? He's always looking the wrong way because he's blind. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is his name? What is his name? He's Bocelli. Andrea yeah. Bocelli. That's the guy. <laughs> He never looks looks at the fucking camera, and that bothers me. Why should he? Because then I can know what he's looking at me. He's not looking at you. <laughs> Who's he looking at? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I would submit that these are not Crystal Skull quality episodes. I think since this is Indiana Jones and character Redux, and they are of the highest quality of the podcast. How about that? I agree. And I have a question about blind people still, okay? Oh, boy. Am I going to have to cut this out later? Not at all. This is going to be... This is is perfect. This is a keeper? This is a a keeper. Does it it bother you that I'm already writing down the time code on my sheet so I know when to cut this out? A little bit, because I was just told 20 minutes ago that you'd cut out something I said, which I totally forgot I said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but when I told you what you said, was it a good call? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's good you're not editing this show. <laughs> Why do blind people buy glasses? Like sunglasses? Yeah. Well, the sun's not hurting their eyes because they can't see the sun. I think a lot of times it's because once the eyes are not in use, they... They tend to wiggle and shake. Well, or or separate, or you know, look look a little different than what people are used to. I think they do it for the benefit of everyone. Yeah, they do it for the benefit of everyone else. I think. But are they prescription sunglasses? I would think not. I don't know. Do do we have any blind listeners? I don't think in Neo's history we've ever had someone say. I'm I'm a I'm a you know blind person we, and I listen to your show. Like I don't, I don't we've never gotten an email about that, have we? No, not, not that. I, and if we got an email, how would they type it? Well, Braille. 
<laughs> braille mail. That's right. I haven't braille opened up my, my braille mail inbox yet. Oh my! All right, you can keep it in there. That that wasn't bad, right? That was good. It's an uh, honest I'll, question. I will keep that in there. Okay. <laughs> I think you have to justify everything. You're gonna keep that in? You're gonna keep that in? That's it, that's perfectly fine. Is that a keeper? It's an honest question. Okay. Like for I have another question for you. Ready? This this I can already tell. Not a keeper. This one might. I don't know. I, no, I, I, no. You're right. I think that this one might have to be deleted. Okay. Time code. If, got it. In, okay. Write it in. If you are a blind person mm-hmm. and you poop, mm-hmm. how do you know if you're done wiping? <sighs> you don't have an answer. Like I, I have, I have no answer. Like, like, how do you know there's more? How do you know I'm done? How do you know it's spotless? Seriously. Next next time you should do some experiments and and see what you come up with. Okay. All right. Okay. Do the no look. Do the <laughs> I have to look. I got to know if it's clean. Right, well. I don't want I don't want to have skin marks later on down the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Dave. Any idea of the character who are we doing? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You have no idea. That's why this, this whole conversation started. Is there a blind guy in That's the why this whole conversation started. Now, right. on a whim, I looked up one thing because and I'll tell you why I looked this thing up later. And it led me to this. The topic of today's episode is Doomtown. Doom? Like D O O M? Doom Town, yes. What do you think I'm referring to before I even get into it? A town. Mm-hmm. I'll oh, wait. Is it, in, is it in Temple of Doom? No. Huh. I'll give you a year. Nin- okay. 1957. That doesn't help me at all. All right. Doomtown. Go ahead. Well, no. What was... Is this from Crystal Skull? Is it yeah. a town that's deserted? Yep. Oh. Doomtown is a fake town near Hangar 51 in the Nevada desert built to demonstrate the effects of a nuclear blast. Oh, I love this. This is the best episode yet. Blind or not blind, you're going to love this episode. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I the, the, the guy that I looked up, this was going to be a character, but it led me to more. Like we did the Raven a couple of weeks ago. We yeah. Can, we can do towns or, you know, apparatuses and that kind of stuff. We're doing Doomtown. And I remember we grew up in the 80s. I was. I think everyone. We were fascinated by this as a kid. like Because you saw this on TV. The idea of these towns that they would that destroy. Were like, they would use to test out all the bombs and everything, see what would, what would survive and stand and fall kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Like we were raised with this as a threat. Atomic yeah. atomic war, like nuclear war was like a thing that eh, could be, you know, like I mean it was like kids would in the 50s would practice like the, the yeah. time that this said they would get under their desk and they would Which, do air raid. That doesn't drill. save you. That would not protect you from a, from a nuclear blast, a desk, <laughs> a wooden desk. <laughs> That's a hell of a desk. Might as well hide behind a number two pencil. This is going to save me. That's not going to save you. <laughs> well, just like kids in the 50s did that, kids in the 80s, this was a thing that we were concerned about. And I remember the thing that really I remember when we were 10, do you remember the TV movie The Day After? 
I remember, yeah, I remember something like that, yes. I remember this being on television and it being a big deal, and I was told by my father, I wasn't allowed to watch anything anyway, but this was forbidden for me to watch because it was going to be too real and too frightening as a realistic depiction of what life would be like the day after nuclear fallout. And I remember uh-huh. being scared to death of this as a kid. Were you, or didn't you give a shit? I probably didn't even care. Because <laughs> you know what it is? I think because when you're, well, when I'm young and, and, and stupid, I don't, I think about, about nothing that would affect me. <laughs> All right. That's good. You know what I mean? I think okay. that's healthy, honestly, because I was the exact opposite. I was a little basket case. Like, worrying about well, how- this kind of stuff when you're a kid. It was this, and then it was this, and then in, like, you know, 1985, uh, Sting sang Russians and said, the only thing that's going to save our lives <laughs> is if the Russians love their children, too. And I'd be like, well, I hope the Russians love their children, for God's sakes. So, hear me out. If you were a kid today, and this COVID's ha- happening, how would you act? Like, would you be a nervous wreck? Totally. Totally. Are you a nervous wreck now, at your age now, or no? No, not at all. Not even okay. a little bit. <laughs> But as a kid, I think you went at it in a way more healthy manner. Kids are supposed to be carefree and, you know. Yeah, because they think they're indestructible and nothing nothing will, will get them, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you didn't, weren't tortured by this. But I, <laughs> I, I, because this was such a fascinating thing when we were a kid, these doom towns, I got into a research hole for a while today about this. Um, they're real. They were real. They were really called survival towns. Yeah, to see what would survive, I guess, during a blast. Right. But then the guys that built these and then they got this nickname, Doom Towns, that's more what they became known as, Doom Towns, not survival towns. What they would do is set up towns at varying distances away from the blast. Uh, They would set it up almost like it was in the movie. They would put real clothes on these mannequins to see what the fabric could withstand. Would it um, melt to the bodies? You know, like this morbid, morbid morbid kind of stuff. They would put the mannequins in different positions. Some of them, they'd just be sitting in their living rooms like they are in Crystal Skull. Then they would put a family that maybe knew the blast was coming and was hiding in their basement behind a stone wall or a wooden wall and then they I would, would I would have set up two mannequins fucking <laughs> cuz that's what you would do seriously just to see if the dick inside her would still survive that's a good point i wonder if they thought of that <laughs> this this is i love how you go right to that cuz if you hear that set, like in the movie you hear that and it goes well, that's not going to be good <laughs> yeah yeah so you Guess hear that thing do. you start stripping I'm the fuck. <laughs> I'm going out with a bang. Literally. <laughs> I want this to see if you know if my whole body burns up fine, but it's still inside. Maybe it's protected. It, it, it might be. Come here, I gotta protect myself. <laughs> I gotta climb in there. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit these. Actually, there's still some some out in the Nevada desert and New Mexico oh. desert. That would be cool, actually, to, to, to go to a, a site. Yeah, it would be chilling. I mean, I spent a lot of the day looking at pictures of Doomtowns. This is how I spent my day. 
How do you feel? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Okay. But they would set them up, and, and a lot of them, it would be, you know, they they would drop it, and a, and they'd have a town um, 1,500, you know, feet away, 6,000 feet away, and they would measure then the amount of destruction based on the distance. That's... The, the things that isn't, were... Isn't there cameras? Like, isn't there cameras to film shit? Yeah, you can see these, and it, it's in it, this is the, the this is the kind how, of stuff that they yeah. would scare the crap out of us with when we were little. You would see like these, yeah, they would just uh, incinerate. Like, how's the camera survive this then? Though that, that's always what I wonder too. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I think it was broadcast back, and then the camera was probably incinerated as well. But um, the ones that were close would just incinerate. The ones that were six thousand feet away, yeah. Some of the things would survive. I mean, it was nothing was good. Yeah, it was called Doomtown. No, it can't be good. Yeah, yeah, right. So I watched the scene today, and I must admit, for all the Ooh. complaining that I Ooh. do about this movie, I yeah. do, I do like the scene a little. How do you feel about the scene of? And I'm talking post indie escapes on that. Really cool jet sled. Yeah, you don't like that. The thing that well, I thought was weird about that is he gets he's on the it's on railroad tracks and it's like a this sled. It ends up stopping because it goes through um a pool of water and that slows it down before it gets to this little wall. They're in the middle of the desert. That water would evaporate. Would be gone during the yeah. day. There would be no water in that thing, and they'd just crash into the wall. But I'm talking the second that he gets off of that. And finds the doom town in the Nevada desert. Uh, did, you don't like saying, it? Did, I'm surprised that you do you like the the whole refrigerator moment. I don't mind the refrigerator as much as other people do. I'm not sitting here thinking it's the fa- greatest thing ever. But because you couldn't, not, he would not, be bouncing around in that thing. He wouldn't be coming out like, oh, kind of, you know, <laughs> afterwards. It's <laughs> not the worst part of the movie. I'll tell you that. I agree with you right there. Yes. All right. I like everything except the line. There's a line. There's a little. There's a couple of things. I watched it today. Um, the houses are completely over decorated. They have wallpaper on the walls. There's things hanging on the kitchen walls. They uh, have music playing and the TV's on. There's an ice cream man outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, ice cream melt. Yeah. It's a. It's a little bit. It's a little bit over decorated because in the real ones, they're very rudimentary. They're, they're not. Well, I was gonna. Once you use a Doom Town once, is it done? It has to be, right? You, I guess, you would think. Once and done. You would think. The All only right. thing I don't like about it is the line. So there's two. There's two Russian um, KGB agents that are chasing him through the town. They're in a car, and they hear the siren, and they drive away. And I wrote down the line. It's an awful line. Like, if you had given me this line in the quotes thing, I probably wouldn't have known it because I hate it so much. <laughs> okay. They're driving a line, and he yells at them, Sure, great, don't wait for me. Yeah, I remember that. Why would they yeah, wait for I you? Yeah, I remember that. They're trying to kill you. Why would they wait for you? He, he becomes all sarcastic. Sure, great. What a bad and line. And that's not, that's not indie. Like, he doesn't, I don't know. He's not, he doesn't he, he's almost talk like, like that. No, it's almost like he's complaining. Yeah. I hate that line. Yeah, that's 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 not a, that's not a good line. That just adds to the why you 
Well, not you. Why the world <laughs> is not a fan of Crystal Skull, you know? Right. And and Spielberg probably wrote that line, you know? Well, <sighs> sad. I got some stuff on behind the scenes of why this happened. Um, but in the blast, two Soviet Special Forces dudes are killed. But Indiana Jones survives because of a lead-lined King Cool refrigerator. That would, and it, 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 he's in that box. He's bouncing. He's bouncing. He's bouncing. Unless you're, unless you're holding yourself in there, like with your legs, you know, and your arms, like against the wall, so you're not moving. But come on. Well, that was another thing that we were always afraid of when we were little. Getting into a refrigerator. Yeah, because there was always yeah, like like um, stories of kids getting trapped in there and and getting stuck and shit and dying and and whatnot and suffocating. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were always told this was like I don't know why this was such a prevalent thing. It was like we were the Cosby kids on Fat Albert and playing in the <laughs> junkyard every day. But the, I remember like if you ever come across an old refrigerator, don't get in it. Well, how often was that happening? Well, if you're Indiana Jones. All the time. That was all watched, the time to me. You know? I just like watched Joker says. the other day, and and Joker gets in the refrigerator. He's like, he's just trying to kill himself. He pulls all the stuff out of the refrigerator, and he gets in the refrigerator. <laughs> well, he's just crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. But that was another thing that we were afraid of when we were little. And because it's lead line, there is no radiation. Um, I don't know why he's not getting more radiation when he gets out of it, but I guess he's far enough away. But guess how far away that thing shoots him. Oh my! <laughs> um, three hundred feet. A mile. A mile. A mile. He's shot a mile away from the town. So when but he how, gets when he gets out of that, how far is it bouncing during that mile? Because it bounces a lot. It does bounce a lot because he bounces right past the car as it gets incinerated. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. But it's lead line, so no radiation. I don't know why there isn't more fallout after the blast. I mean they do show them him them scrubbing him down later. But uh yeah. King Cool, as far as a refrigerator brand, is fictional. It was made up for the movie. I looked it up. There are things called Cool King, but there's no King Cool. I wonder if that's like some kind of <clears throat> Spielberg Lucas you know, thing that happened in their lives sometime, you know? Well, get this. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is not the first time Spielberg has had his hand in this idea of a doom town and a refrigerator, okay? The, okay. The very first draft of Back to the Future had nothing to do with a DeLorean, 88 miles per hour, gigawatts, or the flux capacitor, Marty McFly was going to be sent back in time in a refrigerator from a nuclear blast. Oh my god, and they just held on to that idea? Or it was always on his, on his mind? I guess. I don't know. I mean, it sounds a little... Like, Bill and Ted would travel through time in a phone booth, a phone booth many yeah. years later. Like, this was the first idea of some common item being a time machine. Which a car is, too. I mean, yeah, for, but for a car, a, a, a car sounds, even though it's not realistic, more realistic if you're driving faster. Yeah, than if you climb into a refrigerator. And maybe, Christ, in the 80s and all, maybe they didn't want that because kids would be, be doing that, you know? You are 100% correct. 
Correct. Zemeckis decided no because they didn't want kids imitating it. They thought it was dangerous and it was scrapped from the screenplay. That's the reason why Marty McFly doesn't travel back in time in a refrigerator because they were worried some kid was going to die and and it was going to be Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg's fault. <laughs> fault. Would would Doc Brown still be in it? Like did he was he the one to make the refrigerator time machine? I don't know. Huh. It wasn't a time machine even really. It was the blast that sent yeah. him through time. I mean, talk about improvements. Like <laughs> <laughs> But that's yeah, this really. this idea has been around since then. This idea, specifically in Crystal Skull, is George Lucas's idea. Mm. So I don't know if you want to tack this on to a list of bad decision making. But this was Lucas's idea. Frank Darabont included it um, in in the original version with Lucas and, and, and the way it was written in the script. He was dumped into the town by Russians that had knocked him out. It wasn't it wasn't that he had escaped and wandered into the town. He was dumped there by the Russians. Why they just don't kill him, I don't know. Well, that's I don't know. I cut. <clears throat> I I kind of like that a little bit because maybe they know that he's gonna die because this is a doom town. Let's just drop him off here and go. That mm-hmm. that's kind of neat. He was knocked out. They leave him in the town, and that's yeah. how he gets out of the town. Huh. That was the original idea. Lucas's idea. Darabont included it, and that's why we have it. The sets were made in New Mexico in the desert, and the destruction scenes that we see of the town were miniatures that they really did you know, set on fire and blow away. Right, right. So that part of it I think is cool. I mean, once you get him in the fridge at CGI, certainly when he gets out of the fridge and you see those stupid prairie dogs again, they're CGI. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Like, did he have a did, did they have a fetish with fucking prairie dogs or something? George? Yeah, like it, it, that's how it opened, right? That the car ran over a prairie dog. Um, Dune, it, whatever it, those are called. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the you know because they all open with the mountain. Yeah. So rather than it being a mountain, it was like a mound of dirt that, from a prairie dog's hole. Really funny. <laughs> I like the like I like the whole dirt idea. That's a clever idea. It's not a mountain. It's a dirt that looks like a mountain. But this just have that. Don't have fucking Caddyshack dancing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Singing I'm all right or something. You know. <laughs> the only good environment. Dead yeah. varmint. Yeah, really. Uh, now, the reason that I even landed on this topic is because of your bonus characters. Is it a mannequin? <laughs> yeah, it's Kim Cattrall. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop us now. <laughs> it's really because of Paul Smith. Does that That's name ring a fake about? name. That's a fake name right there. Paul Smith. Two first names. It could be because this guy is involved in some government espionage. He is one of the two FBI agents that question Indy after he survives Doomtown. The other is his partner, Taylor. You remember the scene? It's shortly a, after a little the, bit. A little bit. They scrub him up, and yeah. Smith accuses Indy of being a communist. I remember that a little bit. Yeah, okay, go on, yeah. And it's mostly because of his friendship with Mac. Like, they're really... They're they're upset that these... There are KGB agents running around a secret base in 
on United States soil. Can can you tell me what what Matt calls Indiana? Because I forget. <laughs> what does he call him? No, no, I I want you because I, I think you hate this. Doesn't Mac always call him like by his last name? Jonesy or something like that. Isn't <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that annoying though? <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but he has this friendship with Mac. We did an episode on Mac. If you missed that one, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But they had this history together. They had worked 20 to 30 missions together, uh, Mac as a member of MI6. And Indy is a member of OSS. I think Mag was a little bit too doughy to be a, an MI6 agent. You think so? Yeah. I, I don't see no no doughy Daniel Craig or, you know, Chris <laughs> Browning running around, you know? What, I don't know if we talked about it then. What do you? How do you feel about this idea of during the war, not just fighting in the war, but Indy is really like he, he's a spy, like, do you like the idea of him being a spy? I do. Okay. N- n- not just like an archaeologist. Like he's since his since his dad, you know, was a spy in a, in, in other movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it only fits that he should be. Yeah, he he can spy for a while. I spy with my little eye. Yeah, why not? All right. I don't know how I feel you, about it because I, I you don't like that. I like the idea of him. He even says it later in the thing. Like he's a teacher. He's a he's a professor. Like that's what he does for a living. The other stuff is also part of his life, the archaeology. But he's not a he's not a he's not. A, I just don't a secret agent like Double O Jones or anything. No. Yeah, because OSS is really like the wartime intelligence that will become the CIA when the well, how, when the war's over. How long was he a spy? It was it like years or just like a, yeah. a case here and yeah. No, I think I mean they did twenty or thirty missions together. This is all during the war. Maybe he pretended to be a spy that whole time. Well, there's too much of that in this movie with with <laughs> Mac, Mac yeah. being a double agent and then a yeah. double double agent. It's like yeah. it's like Michael Scarn in in the office and threat level midnight. Like it's just easy to say you're a double agent all the time. I don't know. Just just you can say that to get out of it. You know what I mean? I'm a double agent. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know how you feel even about him, about Indy being a part of the alien recovery of, like, cause, cause that's what they question him about. Why was he, how did he know what was in that hangar at Area 51? And he tells this story about how he and a bunch of other people were taken out to the desert to look at remains. They were told to never talk about it. They want to know what was in the crate and the hangar. How do you feel about Indiana Jones even but, being involved in that? He's an archaeologist. He, he yeah, yeah, but it's alien bones. But so his, he should be there dusting off the alien bones. His job to me, and and you might be right. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just. This is just a food for thought conversation. Right. He is. His specialty is the past and cultures of the past, whether it be voodoo or christianity the things that he does in the movies he is an expert on the past what does he know about science but he it's if the alien was was there that he crashed in the past (laughs) (laughs) it just wasn't that long it wasn't that long like whatever happened a minute ago is in the past (laughs) i don't know yeah he does have too many jobs under his belt 
I guess. I like I like my Indiana Jones a simpler kind of Indiana Jones. He's a teacher and an archaeologist. I don't like this spy stuff. I don't like this alien stuff. I don't know. I I don't I I, I guess that's just me and maybe that's why no, I don't like no, Crystal Skull. That's a majority of of the like of the world. Yeah. Cuz who has anyone ever said that Crystal Skull is their favorite? I I highly doubt it. No one will ever say that. I mean, <laughs> I could see little kids who really like the movie liking that because that's the first one they saw, maybe. Yeah, but there's there's no way. If you see this one first and then you see the other ones, one of those three has got to be better than this one for little kids. Yeah, or people that like science fiction, maybe they like that this one better. I don't know why I'm sticking up for them. They're wrong. Who's that guy? Neil 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 Tyson? What's that guy's name? Neil Degrassi? What's that guy? The science guy. <laughs> Neil Degrassi. T- t- That's it? the guy. Yeah. Whatever the guy's name is. Maybe this is his favorite because it's all about fucking science. Maybe. This will be the only. It'll be the only time in his life that he's wrong. Why? Because is he always right? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> all right. They also bring up General Ross. Which is another bonus character. Oh my god, you are banging these out quick. We only have two episodes left. <laughs> <laughs> General Ross vouches for Indy, and in the next shot, they're shoving top secret files in his hand. So he goes from being a communist a minute ago to here's a top secret file on this Russian lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's because of General Ross. Paul Smith is not happy about it. He even says like he says he says like General Ross, you know, while Indy's looking at it and he's becoming more annoyed and then he goes, "Bob." <laughs> like he doesn't want Indy to have these files. Yeah. Cuz Indy's is, is a double 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 triple quadruple spy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and it, and it kind of ends with I don't know if this is supposed to be an homage to Raiders but it seems like it is because Taylor says that there's st- the the federal guys, the two FBI guys, still don't trust Indy, and they think he's possibly a communist, right? And Taylor says, "Doctor Jones, you're you're of interest to the bureau," and Smith says, "Of great interest." It almost reminds it's, me of, of the uh, the narrators, yeah, of top men. It, it kind of rings a bell a little bit. I think I think their moral here is that all feds are a holes because <laughs> they just every time they interact with Indiana Jones, they're wrong and they're assholes to him. And the whole time you're telling me this story, I, I, I didn't I didn't see any clips, I didn't watch anything. But why am I having having my head the fugitive scene with him getting harassed by those two cops? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's almost like the same situation and all, you know? Right. He's innocent. He had a mechanical arm. Yeah, yeah. You find that man. You find this man. <laughs> He's always getting harassed. Poor Harrison. <laughs> Poor Harrison. And then Harrison. he flies across the fucking runway of a plane and he still gets harassed. I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be flying. I'm just saying. Well, Christ, how old is he? Is he he's late 70s now, I think, right? I don't think he's 80 yet. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Yeah, and, and and if you see like an eighty year old driving a car in Walmart, that's fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah, just a car on the ground, you'd be like, all right, somebody take the guy's license. <laughs> exactly. This is two accidents within a couple of years, right? Well, that yeah. was that was a while ago. Now that was during uh, 
Force Awakens, right? With the point, yeah, his first right one. around the time, yeah. Yeah, All right, that, that was had, He didn't have an accident, but he almost caused one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's time. It's you know, you you're not Han anymore. You can't you know, yeah. outrun. It's like the Seinfeld joke about old people. And, and Jerry says, like, at some point, they just stop caring, and they don't even look when they back out. I'm coming out! <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely right. At a certain age, like, I think a lot of people even think that every, whatever, 10, 20 years, you should retake the, the test again. Because, mm-hmm. you know, shit changes, and you get older and, and whatnot, but... Your eyes get worse. Yeah, just 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 hang up your fucking, you know, keys, you know? <laughs> Well, like I said, the real reason that I even started this is because of actually Paul Smith. And the reason for that is because he is played by the great, great Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn? Yes. I don't know. That name does not ring a bell. Best known as the janitor on Scrubs. Aha. Uh-huh. The circle is not complete. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> Now you know why I did this one. <laughs> I know, I know. You love, you love. What is it? You love Scrubs, The Office, and it's always sunny. Like, which one is your favorite out of, out of those three? Well, Seinfeld's my favorite. Oh, and then Seinfeld too. I have, uh, a, sh- I have a show about it. I have. I, I think the co-host is an ass, but that's just me. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Seinfeld and character on newsas.com. I don't know how you live with that guy. God. Tell me about Damn. it. The janitor, or as he calls himself once, Jan Etor, is one of the greatest TV characters. <laughs> one of the greatest TV <laughs> characters of all time. Most of what he did on that show is improvised. He is an improv master. If you want to see a master class in, I don't know, TV characters and improvised comedy, get yourself Hulu. And watch the watch Scrubs from the beginning. He's been in other stuff too. I mean, I didn't watch the middle, but I know people like that show. He was the dad. Um, oh yeah, okay. I don't I don't watch the show either, but I know I know you, you talking about now. Yeah, yeah. The first couple of things he was in were baseball movies. He's he's the one the guy in Major League. He's the construction worker that just like every once in a while is like, you know, who the fuck are these guys? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's the first baseman and rookie of the year. Oh my god! But would you have him sign if he, if he was doing a signing? Indie picture or uh, Scrubs, scrubs oh, janitor? Scrubs, yeah. scrubs every time. What? Oh yeah. What if? What if? What if the 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 photo of of Indy, you could get a Harrison Ford autograph free with it? <laughs> okay, then I'd do that. All right. Okay. <laughs> He's the dad in Mean Girls. He's in a lot of stuff. It's funny that you brought up the uh, fugitive. Because he's in The Fugitive. As, as, as who? Is he one of the cops yelling at him? No, he's a, there's a scene in a it's a it's either a subway or a train car, and not the you know not the crash or anything, but it's when he's on the run, and there's a beat cop that sees him and recognizes him and like holds his pistol up at him and yells at him. I kind of remember that. Yeah, that's Neil Flynn, and they even did a whole Scrubs episode about it where JD and Turk were watching The Fugitive. Yeah, <laughs> and they see that scene, and they're like, oh my god. The janitor's in the fugitive, and they go to talk about him, and because the janitor just tortures them all the time, he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm not a fugitive." You know, it's like, and that's the whole plot of the episode is them trying to prove that the janitor, before he was a janitor, was an actor, and he was in the fugitive. That's awesome. <laughs> I gotta watch that show. I gotta watch all the good shows that I don't watch. 
You just watch the bad shows that you watch. Yeah, yeah, I watch some some bad shit. <laughs> also, Taylor, uh, yeah, was played by an actor named Joel Stopher, and you may know this guy because do you watch Agents of Shield? You watch that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He's in that. He plays somebody called the Silhouetted Man. I don't know who that is. Uh, I've seen all six seasons now, and I don't have no idea. <laughs> okay. He's in he's in a lot of episodes. Um. So, and General Robert Ross, and I forgot to include this one, I started by his character. He, they allude to this in the movie. He is very old friends with Indy. He knows him from the war. He defends him. In fact, he says something like, do you know how many medals this son of a bitch has won? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's, he's, he is actually the thing later that works with the double cross. Because Mac is like, I'm a double agent. And he says, General Ross is his contact man. So I think that's part of the reason why Indy believes it. Okay. So he he and this guy are very good friends. Um, you know, I mean, this is before texting. He can't just text General Ross and be like, "Is this guy legit? Like, is he really working with you?" He can't text him a photo of an eggplant. All right. <laughs> and squirting. <laughs> and squ- yeah, he he's squirting eggplant. I mean, who hasn't done that? No, you know. <laughs> they are such good friends that in the con- comic adaptation. Uh, Bob Ross. In fact, is that his name? Bob Ross. His name's Robert Ross. I love it. <laughs> that's 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 a painter, right? Yeah, that's the Happy Trees guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Ross is at Win Indy's <laughs> wedding. Oh, is he? Yeah. So they're they're really really good friends. And some site that I saw the because he's wearing his full dress uniform, it has all the medals. Somebody went and freeze framed it and listed all of the medals that he has. It's like the longest list. It's like every huge medal that you can win and there's a patch on his arm that signifies that he is one of the supreme commanders of the u.s army are they actual medals like like heavy medals yeah and they and they're actually medals from history that someone would win they really took the time to get accurate medals wow that that's a lot a lot of research searching off for that guy yeah if only they had spent more time on the script on the whole move rather than fucking one actor <laughs> he is played by a man named Alan Dale, and that uh, sounds familiar. He's from New Zealand. He is in the the reason I he's in a bunch of things like he's in Captain America: Winter Soldier. The reason that I know him, and you might too, is he is on Lost. Um, do you remember Ooh. Penny on yeah. Lost? Penny and and Desmond. Um, yeah, he's Penny's dad. He's he's Mr. He's Charles Widmore. He's Mr. Widmore. He's Penny's rich dad on Lost that hates Desmond. I remember that guy. Yeah, he's in like seventeen episodes. I looked it up. He's he's you know he he's he plays Dick because everybody and <laughs> if any fan of Lost loves Desmond, he's one of the most beloved characters on Lost. So how could you hate this guy? Well, Charles Widmore does, and any time you come on, he'd be like, "Oh, that Charles Widmore." Do you know what's weird? Alan Day. I'm looking now. I think was he on the OC? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember he was a father of somebody. Yeah, that was one of the things I saw on IMDb. I didn't write it down because I don't know shit about that. Yeah, I, I watched. For, we I, watched the whole 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 series ago. So yeah. Yeah. So you recognize, and he does have a news. He has. He does have an accent. You can kind of hear it even in, in Crystal Skull. He's supposed to be this American, you know, commander, and when, right. and he says something. It's like yeah, no. <laughs> On Lost, he could just be, you know, from New Zealand. I don't know. 
that was a show that was the fucking shit for a while, you know? Yes. Yes. And and then what happened? <laughs> I still liked it. Yeah, well, I liked it too, but it, it just it's it never it didn't answer much. Neither did the, the Crystal Skull, but you know. <laughs> so in that way, they're very similar. Alan Dale, yeah. I blame you. Yeah, I blame it. It's you, you fucking OC bastard. <laughs> but that's all I got about Doomtown, the that King was... Cool Refrigerator, <laughs> Bill Smith, Taylor, and General Robert Ross. So this is five episodes wrapped in one. <laughs> My what I wanted to do was I wanted to do I wanted to do Paul Smith as a character because I love Neil Flynn. I mean I love Neil Flynn, <laughs> and uh, there's nothing. There's I mean there's nothing other than me talking about Scrubs, and that would be stupid. So I'm happy to Come talk soon. about Scrubs, but uh, yeah, Scrubs and character. Scrubs and character. <sighs> First episode would be Ted in memoriam of Sam Lloyd. See that that would be be something I never seen. I never saw an episode of Scrubs. You should watch it. That's something that that we should watch it. We I should watch it for the first time. You should be watching it with, and then you can just tell me how great it is when I'm not laughing. <laughs> when you're not laughing. <laughs> well, if you have Hulu, you can watch it. In fact, um, Zach Braff and Donald Faison have a podcast now. I, I heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And, and they watch every episode, right? They watch every episode. And then they have, like, they had um, John C. McGinley on. You know, like, they're going to have different people from the show on, you know, throughout the show. Well, isn't there one of the, the two girls from The Office is doing that kind of thing, too, I think? Yep. Yeah, I don't listen to that one. Yeah. I would listen to it if it was different people. Not that I don't like them. Right. If it was John Krasinski, I'd listen to it. If it was John Krasinski and Rain Wilson, can you imagine how great that would be? That that would be cool, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that I don't like those ladies, but this is the two main guys from Scrubs, really. I mean, Yeah, 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 true. And they are and best I, I friends. Actually, I saw Donald. I, I saw him at a, a celebration because he's uh, voices in some cartoons. Really? Do you have his autograph? Yeah. I, I did not. I, I, didn't, I think it was from Resistance. I think he's in that. Probably the uh, not my favorite Star Wars uh, cartoon series. <laughs> Well, I bet you most of the people online were getting scrub stuff signed. I, I did walk past the table. I did see some some scrub eight by tens. I'm sure. And might as well, you know. Hell yeah! All right, I do have some trivia for you. Oh, all right, I'm listening. And these both pertain to Doomtown. Okay. So <laughs> if you don't get these, this this is pretty minor trivia. What I'm about to ask you. So these are saying they're so easy, and if I don't get them, I'm an idiot. No, I'm saying okay. that it's so minor, and it's about a movie that you don't watch a lot. You shouldn't feel bad if you don't get these. Okay. Are you trying to make up for someone's uh, trivia a couple of weeks ago when they didn't get the the quotes from this movie? <laughs> Not at all. Okay. <laughs> all right, here you go. Imagine the scene. The countdown is. You know, winding down, and Indy's scrambling for his life. He sees the refrigerator. He opens the door. They even put it right in our face, lead-lined. So jerks like you and me don't go, how come he doesn't get radiation? Right, right, right. What household item or household product, I'll say, almost kills Indiana Jones when he can't get the fridge door closed? Oh, I remember it. I remember it. Damn, I didn't see the scene. I remember... It is good. Anytime, he's shutting it. Yeah. He, he's shutting it, and there's like 
like I don't know, like a it was, I want to say, but they didn't have this back then. What's the powder? The powder sugar, like the 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 like a coffee. <sighs> there's, there's some kind of carton is there. You're get you're you're totally on the right track. Yeah. Is it is it a, a carton of milk? Like a, like a half gallon of milk? Well, if it's a carton, it, it's it it has to be more substantial than a carton, or the door would probably close. So think beyond that. Yeah. And Damn this, it! This is see you and I don't cook, so this no. is this is not helping you. But this is something that people use. Is it Pam? Is it what you spray? No, but you're getting close. Damn it! This is something that you would use to cook, especially. I don't think people use it as much anymore because people are more health conscious than they used to be. But you used to put a whole big slab of this in your yep. pan if you were making. It was that that white stuff. Yep. I don't know what what was it? Crisco. Yeah, yeah, Crisco. Yeah, Crisco oil, right? Crisco, and and I th- it was either oil or it was like like that, like lard or something. And I don't you know. would you would lay it out on your on your pan so whatever you're making doesn't get uh, doesn't stick in it and shit. Yeah, and it was and it and it probably took years off of your life every time you ate it. Is that still made? I don't even remember seeing that shit in stores now. I don't even know. Yeah, but that was a thing. And this is what it was, because I was thinking about this when I watched it. I told you, this, this these places are decorated a little too much for something yeah. that's going to get blown up. I understand yeah. the mannequins and, and maybe the cars and stuff, but they had, they had, they, they took the time to wallpaper the walls and those carpets and yeah. stock the shelves with Crisco. There's an, one of the other things that he, because he pulls everything out of the fridge. There's the two things that block it is the Crisco and it's either a grapefruit or an orange. Why would you put that in this kitchen? Yeah, because if no one's there to eat it, but maybe they want to see if the orange burns up. <laughs> That's that is some heavy duty research they're doing. We want to test the effects of a nuclear blast on a Sunkist. <laughs> but that that Crisco must burn the burn the fuck up immediately. You know. <laughs> but I bet it smells great. It, it, if he would, he should have sprayed that inside the fucking um, refrigerator and all. You know. The, <laughs> He would have slid right out. (laughs) True. I don't want to stick to the inside of the fridge. (laughs) That's pretty good. So that's one, and I got another one for you. Okay, all right. All the while this is going on, the television is on. Why there's even electricity in this town, I'm not sure. But the television is on, and the fake people are sitting on the couches watching what TV show from the 50s? And I'll say that it's a family television show. From the fifties, the things that went that went right to my mind was either I Love Lucy, which might not even be. The, I guess that's fifties. Yeah, or earlier than that, right? Maybe this this would not this was not a uh, like a primetime sitcom. This was a family show. A family show. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's like. What do you mean family? I don't lose it as a family show. Like your kids, that... kids would watch it. It was for children. For children back in, in the 50s? Yep. This was like a big I... deal in the 50s. I remember this being on Happy Days. I think Richie Cunningham may have had oh. this in his room. You just told me that you gave me the answer. What's the fucking, the, 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 uh, the doll, the freckles, um, uh, bad, uh, Chucky? Um, <laughs> you howdy had... Doody. Howdy Doody. They are watching the Howdy Doody show before the nuclear bomb goes off. Well done. 
Wasn't that, wasn't Richie always like called that or dressed up like that sometimes or something yeah, on episode? I think, I think he dressed up like Howdy Doody for Halloween. Yeah. On a, on a happy days, early happy days. Now that, Dave, the happy days in character, that show has to happen. <laughs> Who would you do first? First episode will be Richie's brother. What's his name? Bobby? <laughs> Chuck. 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 First, episode, first episode. What the fuck happened to Chuck? Chuck went missing and no one cared. And he was the older brother, right? He was um he, he was he played basketball, right? He was the older brother. He was at, he was always at the dinner table eating. All he would do is eat. And then season two, they murdered him. They like, they, they must have said what happened. They he never moved. say what happened to Chuck. They just they just they just let him fade away. <laughs> Chuck Chuck could have been abducted but to Crystal Skull. Maybe Chuck is in that warehouse. With the Ark and the Crystal Skull, um, I want to I want to do some research. They must have said like they just they just had him on and then just then he was gone. Yes, you're really, want, you're really concerned about Chuck. I I well, yeah, I am. I want to talk about like why why was Fonzie's first jacket like gray or something? Remember that? It was like white or gray. I just read about this actually. They thought it would look better on television. I like that. I like that logic. It was a, I was, I think it was an old Howard Stern and Henry Winkler was on it and he was talking about that. Of why he wore that jacket first and then, and then, then he turned into the black little, little jacket font. Yeah. Cause he was really a minor character. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I, I think, yo, I just, yeah, I don't know if you watched it because I watch everything. There was a two hour Gary Marshall special on last week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't watch it. And I did, I did watch it. Oh, and why did you say Ugh, for? Was it bad? I'm not a fan of Gary Marshall, but I love Henry Winkler. Yeah, we, and didn't they have a, have a scene? They they said that Fonz, like in the first episode, had like six words, and that was it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it said like ranch or whatever he said. Coming soon. <laughs> There's so many coming soons. Yeah, there is. We we gotta get through this this series first, which you know. It's almost over the way Dave does it. I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave, very much for taking me to Doomtown. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed your stay. <laughs> I did. Shame I was, you know, in the, in the refrigerator the whole fucking time. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. It was it was it was lead filled. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Indiana Jones in character. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit NeoZaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information. Boba! I'm not your Hey! Wait! Wait, 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 wait! Wait! Stop! Sure, great! Don't wait for me! Minus 15 seconds. Minus 10 seconds. 
janitor did today? No! Bambi, you idiot. I love The Fugitive. Who would you rather sleep with, Tommy Lee Jones or Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford, hands down. But, you know, probably talking to Carla. I'm having such a gay day. Day? Yeah, it's just this whole janitor thing is throwing me for a loop. Danny, we should watch the movie in Turk's room because he's going to keep talking about the janitor even though we beg him not to. I won't, sweetie. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I just want to know what kind of freak needs to spend all day pretending to be somebody else. Uh, listen, this is transit unit number 23. I got a possible sighting of Richard Kimball from northbound down. Kimball! Janitor. Evening, Governor. Someone's late, I wait. Hey, what's up, your bum? You know why I wanted that to be you in the fugitive? Because it me and used to be a guy who had dreams and ambitions. And even though things didn't work out the way you'd hoped, at least it'll explain why you are the way you are and make you human. But instead, it turns out you're nothing more than a, a jerk that just likes to mess with people for no reason. Kimbo! You tell anybody I'll kill you. 